Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. This is a early show this morning. Yeah, we didn't quite manage it last night. You went to go see, what, Jurassic Park? Yeah, the latest Jurassic Park movie. Okay. And um, got home a little late, got stuck behind a rolling barricade <laughs> with the police, and uh, there was road construction. And That's okay. This makes it so much easier for me because my timing is better. So when I say that yesterday was one of your favorite days of the year, Donald Duck's birthday. That's true. It's it actually makes sense, and I'm not trying to calculate what day it's actually supposed to be. No. So, yeah. I, I did this for you. Thanks. Uh, yes. Yesterday was Donald Duck's birthday. He turned 88 years old. So, uh, happy belated birthday, Donald Fauntleroy Duck. All right. And if you check out the Disney Parks blog, uh, our good friend Stacia Martin is Aww. back, and she shows you how to draw him. She was uh, she was big during COVID. They, they had those little features. Drawings. Yes. I mean, that's the only thing I ever knew her from. Gotcha. All right. Um, also from the Disney Parks blog, they are talking about the Disney Wish. Um, it has headed to um, the United States. It's it's on its way. Well, yeah. And, and along with that, Disney Cruise Line actually took delivery of the ship yesterday. Okay. So uh, they have the keys. Nice. They have all the passcodes. Uh, and uh, the ship left Bremerhaven, Germany yesterday. Uh, she is due in Port Canaveral on the 20th of uh, June. And she will have her christening ceremony on the 29th of June. So uh, between her arrival and the christening, they will be going over, uh, you know, doing the final uh, loadout of, of rooms and uh, items and start testing things. And yeah, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun time. We're cruising on the August 15th cruise. Yes. I've never been on such a new ship. I know, it will probably have that new ship smell. I bet it will. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, but. No. I'm going to find out. Right. Um, uh, the, a new Ms. Marvel-inspired experience item. Experiences, comma, and items. Thank you. Have arrived at Disney Parks. That's right. Uh, if you are a Disney Plus fan, you might know that Ms. Marvel uh, debuted on Wednesday. So now you can meet uh, Kamala Khan in Disney's California Adventure <laughs> over at Avengers Campus. Uh, she's doing meet and greets in her costume, uh, and they've also, of course, got the obligatory Ms. Marvel uh, merchandise, hats, backpacks, shirts, jackets, and action figures. So uh, pretty nice stuff. And that's all from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head over to Disneyland Park. Okay. Um, at Disneyland, the Spider-Man uh, Stuntronic uh, failed and crashed through a building in Avengers Campus at California Adventure. Did it actually go through the building um, or just I, into the it, building? Uh, it slammed into it. Okay. Caused, did cause a little bit of damage to the building. Uh, and I think the fun thing was people actually caught it on camera. That's fantastic. Um, so if you may not know, there is a stuntronic animatronic robot that is free flying. And he swings on a web line and then releases and lands and then, of course, the real performer replaces the the robot as part of the stunt show, and right. you know comes down and says hello to people. Um, but uh, the robot did slam into the building, uh, and uh, they managed to get it up and running again in a few hours. That is probably the thing that I most want to see in a vendor's campus. The stuntronic robot. That's it's that's such a cool thing. Yeah, we we saw video clips of that probably five years ago. Just when they were and it was it. like they can't. This can't actually ever work. Like right. this, no way. And it does. Yep. It's amazing. 
The construction on the facade to California Adventure is underway at uh, Paradise Pier Hotel, um, as well as their exclusive entrance. That's right. Well, it's the facade for the exclusive entrance. Uh, So they are setting up an exclusive entrance from Paradise Pier Hotel to Disney's California Adventure. Uh, It's next to the walkway that goes to the Grand Californian Hotel. uh, And this will be exclusively for guests staying at Disney's Paradise Pier. Uh, There was an entrance there years ago, uh, and they are uh, setting that up again. What kind of a facade does now... At the hotel, work is underway on refurbishing the hotel's facade. Oh, it's a separate thing. Gotcha. Because I was going to say, what kind of a facade does an entrance have? Well, the facade is probably part of the retheming into Toy Story. Possibly. So we know that. It's nice to see them putting some um, energy and money into Paradise Pier, Pier yes. Hotel. I feel like it was, you know, the the uh, the sad stepchild, mm-hmm. the ignored stepchild for a long time. Um and, you know, it's such a great location and everything. I'm it glad is. they're doing something with it. It is. All right. And that's that wraps up California news. So let's head over to Florida. All right. Tron Light Cycle Run Canopy has been illuminated at the Magic Kingdom. Yes. And it's very cool. They do have light patterns underneath the canopy top. Uh, so they did some testing. And uh, it uh, it looks pretty pretty neat. It just kind yeah. of looks very constellationist. Yeah. Hexagons. I was going to say space-like. Yes. Okay. Well, computer-like, since it's Tron. But it looks space-like. Okay. <laughs> you can say it looks, uh, yeah. maybe it's supposed to be computer-like, right. but I think it looks space-like. Well, I mean, you said Constellations. That's space-like. Yeah. Um, the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company is getting more changes um, as the Tron Light Cycle Run construction moves ahead. That's right. These changes are basically related to the walkway, um, and that uh, uh, guest path is going to be uh, leading into a meandering walkway that goes up to Tron Light Cycle Run. It is a very curved, very futuristic style winding walkway. Um, so, of course, they've got to modify around the Light and Power Company um, to uh, to make that easier and allow for more people to get through there. I'm sure that's going to look attractive, but it's going to be so annoying having to walk like I hate those meandering patter- um, pathways. I'm like, I just get me from here to there. Okay. I want a bridge. My feet hurt, but I'm sure it's going to look really nice. I'm, I'm sure it will. Memento Mori has reopened at the Magic Kingdom with a new layout. That's right. Memento Mori is the gift shop outside of the Haunted Mansion. They are constantly redoing this shop. They are. They are. In my mind, they never should have removed the room where they took the spirit that pictures. That was so fun. It was. Um, and uh, they removed that. But they did put a new layout into the store. Um, register, they've moved the registers, which gives more room for guests to walk through. Uh, it's not a big store, um, but, um. They have fun stuff in there. They do, they do. And they last remodeled it in 2019 when they did take out the spirit photography rooms. But they never did anything with that room. No. They put, like, they honestly didn't even have really merchandise in there. Right. They, there was, like, cabinets. Right. Along the walls with things to look at. Um. That were supposed to be, you know, haunted mansion related or ghost related or whatever. Well, they've uh, they've they've moved things around again. Good. Well, I'm sure it's better. Um, the tip boards at Epcot were have been painted to match the Epcot neighborhood colors. That's right. We know they're going with this new neighborhood theme in Epcot with the refurbishment. Uh, so they have now repainted the tip boards in the World Discovery and World Nature neighborhoods. Uh, the World Discovery. 
uh, kiosk has been painted red, and the um, what did I say? The other one was World Discovery and World Nature. That uh, kiosk, I'm sorry, not kiosk. That tip board has been uh, painted with green accents. So I like the idea that they're doing um, each neighborhood with its own color. Maybe it's going to make it a little easier for me to not get, you know, to to stay finding things because mm-hmm. I get lost in Epcot pretty easily. Right. I hate that they they call them world neighborhoods though because it's just hard to remember, right? To, you know how to say it or mm-hmm. you know what you're looking for. Um, the t- some tables and a seating area have been added to the breezeway outside of the Connections Cafe and Eatery. That's right. And did you notice that the uh, World Discovery color is red and the Connections Cafe and Eatery has red accents okay. uh, on right. the doorway? So, so yeah, it's nice to be able to connect It is a consistent them. theme. Mm-hmm. And as Cheryl mentioned, they have added a number of tables and chairs. Looks maybe like 10 tables. They're not, uh, they're not very big tables. But it they're is, tables for four. Tables for four, but it is a place for people to eat uh, outside. Yeah, they're very much pushed right up against the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd think they could put like another row of tables out a little. It's a very big walkway. It is. But that's all right. And it's covered, so there's no need for umbrellas yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice area. I mean, I still probably don't want to sit out there in August. but Right. Um, so Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond has released Showtimes. Um, right. When are they? That's right. Well, this show is opening up at uh, Animal Kingdom's Theater in the Wild on June 13th. This is a 25-minute show, and it will be performed at 10.30, 11.30, 12.30, 2.30, 3.30, and 4.30 p.m. Uh, those showtimes are now on the Walt Disney World website, and the show is listed uh, with times through August 17th. Okay. I hope it continues past August 17th. Yeah, I know. Me too. I don't think I'm going to be there. Well, I know I'm not going to be there before the end of August, so let's hope they have them later. Yes, ma'am. Some new chandeliers are visible inside refurbished rooms of the Grand Floridian uh, villas. Yeah, the new villas at uh, the Grand Floridian is an old resort building, but they have plussed up the rooms. So some people have seen that some of the rooms have chandeliers in them. Um, The lakeside of the building has had the scaffolding removed. The scaffolding remains around the other sides of the building, and they have added some yellow accent walls to these stairways that they are rebuilding. I love a chandelier in a bedroom. Who doesn't? We couldn't put one in ours because our, our like ceilings are ceilings. so short. I know. Um, construction is underway in the guest areas at the Polynesian. That's right. There's construction in two areas that are guest uh, guest um, access. Uh, the first section is over by the Tiki statue across from the uh, Fiji building. Um, there is some construction going on the uh, some underground piping. And the second construction is a walkway um, where they are laying uh, some additional pipe. And, and that's over by the, by the beach. Okay. I wonder what their pipes are going to carry. I don't know. Maybe uh, water or waste. Maybe. At the Caribbean Beach Resort, they are going to be discontinuing the Pirate Rooms in 2023. That's right. If you weren't aware of this, the Caribbean Beach Resort has pirate-themed rooms uh, that, uh, while the rooms are made to look up like pirates, the beds look like little pirate ships uh, with a a mast and rigging, and the head and footboard uh, look like the bow and stern of a ship. Uh, There are also, also other pirate amenities, um, like treasure chests and uh, uh, some of the room design is very piratish. 
Um, the other themed rooms that they have on property are the princess rooms that are at the Port Orleans Resort. Yeah, those are themed after Princess Tiana. That's right. And well, they have uh, callbacks to a lot of princesses, like the That's the sinks have the jasmine magic lantern. That's true. Yep. Um, but uh, these rooms are going to be discontinued. There's no date as to when they're going to be discontinued, but uh, they have said that they will be leaving the resort in 2023. I am happy to see them go. Yeah, the tough thing with these rooms is that they're queen beds because no, the beds they're full beds. They're full beds. That's what I meant to say. They yes. couldn't put queen beds in because the beds would be too big. Well, part of it is that they made these rooms before they did all the refurbishments, where they made where they changed out the um, full size beds to queen size beds at the moderates, and because they had just themed these other rooms, they didn't do that there. So not only do they have full size beds, but they're the oldest rooms. Decor wise, mm-hmm. on property, um, yeah, people people don't people don't want them. Honestly, right. anytime when we go to find um, a discounted rate as travel agents, that's the room. If you want to stay at uh, Port Orleans, that those are the rooms that you can get. Right, are the princess rooms, and same uh, if you try to stay at uh, Caribbean Beach, the only rooms you can get are the pirate rooms. So, and, and in general, those rooms are more expensive than a standard yeah. room because of the theming. Right. Right, charge me more for something I don't want. <laughs> the D23 Expo announced the uh, biggest presentations, which are going to be um, including movies, TV, and Disney Legends. That's right. D23 Expo, which is presented by Visa, kicks off on Friday, September 9th. And uh, D23 has announced some of the panels that will take place this year. Uh, they will take place in Hall D23, which seats 7,000 people at Whoa. the Anaheim Convention Center. On Friday, they will have the Disney Legends Award Ceremony uh, featuring Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also going to have a Disney live action Pixar Animation Studios and Walt Disney Animation Studios presentation uh, at 3.30 on that day where there will be news from studio heads, filmmakers, and cast members. On Saturday, September 10th, uh, Marvel and Lucasfilm will host a show at uh, 10 a.m. to showcase their Disney Plus titles. Uh, at 3.30, Disney-branded television uh, will cover a lot of their uh, uh, showcase, uh, and uh, they will showcase some of their upcoming content. And on Sunday, September 11th, Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh Damaro will take a look at Disney's future. Uh, and then at 4.15, the Disney Concerts will present a performance of Disney Princess, The Concert, uh, which is a musical presentation. So... Um, If you're looking to go to D23, you might want to be there in that weekend in September. Yeah. If anyone is going, uh, I'd be interested to talk to, you know, anyone who ends up going about their experience and and what it was like. All right. You could be on the show. D23 is offering gold members complimentary Disney movie tickets, including uh, Marvel, Fox, and more. That's right. D23 gold members are being given a complimentary movie ticket. Um, and it is uh, for use for a uh, purchase through Fandango, uh, which is Disney's uh, online ticket supplier. It must be redeemed by December 31st of 2022. Eligible movies do include Lightyear, which hits theaters on June 17th, and Thor Love and Thunder, which releases on July 8th. How do we get our free ticket? Uh, you have to log on to the website and grab it. All right. Make sure you do that. All right. Those memberships aren't cheap. No, you they're gotta, not. You got to offset it with your free movie ticket. 
Disneyland is expected to announce a Tomorrowland overhaul at the D23 Expo. That's right. Uh, that's that's the news. Um, we're going to probably hear that Tomorrowland's getting reimagined. And that is in which park? Disneyland. Okay. Yes. It's still called Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, isn't it? Correct. In- okay. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we didn't get some information on what they're doing with Tarzan's Treehouse over in Disneyland as well. Right. Although you would think that they've got to give us information sooner than I know, September because uh, they've already ripped down a good percentage of the of the attraction. They want one thing that they can be like, hey, we're doing this. And then, look, it's done. Right. All right. Um, there's some new actors who are joining the cast of The Muppets Mayhem on Disney+. Plus. That's right. Sarah Chaudhry Sha- uh, and Anders Holmes uh, will join the cast. Uh, the show is currently in production. And uh, that's uh, that's the news. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You might not know the answer. Yes. Are these like so? These are actual people, and yes. are they like are they giving their voices to uh, Muppets, or are they showing up as themselves on and, the show? So the the film is uh, Muppets Mayhem, which uh, follows the uh, Doctor was it Doctor Tooth and the Electric Mayhem Band from right. the Muppets. Uh, they they will interact with adults just like in Muppet movies okay. and and other shows. Uh, so these people are uh, human actors showing up will, as themselves. Who will no? They will be portraying characters. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So it's a it's a, just think of the Muppets as like you know people. <laughs> They're actors, honey. Okay. All right. I was just trying to get it straight. All right. Uh, tickets for Thor: Love and Thunder are going on sale on June thirteenth. That's right. I know you're very excited for this. Uh, I'm not. You keep not? saying that. You're very excited for me to be excited. And, you know, the trailers for this did the opposite of what they were supposed to. You tell me there's a new Thor movie coming out. I'm in line for the very first night to see it. Okay. But you show me those trailers, I, I'm not loving it. All right. I mean, obviously, I'm still going to see it, and I may end up loving the movie. But I feel like their their trailers uh, sort of miss the mark. All right. Uh, two words. Chris Hemsworth. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that's going to be good, of course. <laughs> Disney- Is it that you don't like the comedy? It's the too much comedy. Like, they made okay. him, like, he's not sexy. He's silly. Okay. I don't silly want- sexy. Uh, kind of like me. Yeah, you are silly sexy. <laughs> Disney's going to be skipping the French theatrical release of Strange World in response to some strict streaming regulations. That's right. French exhibitors will not uh, allow them. Well, they will allow them to show, um, but uh, they limit where or how soon a film can go to streaming. Interesting. So they have a mandatory four-month window, uh, and Disney's looking to do things now in a forty-five to forty-five day window. Um, you know, we we saw that with uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, right? Uh, which is coming to uh, Disney Plus in I don't know, like two weeks, right? Uh, so it has a forty five day release window here in the states, and uh, they're going to skip releasing it theatrically in France so that they can release it uh, uniformly uh, with the rest of the world uh, on Disney Plus. So that movie comes out, I believe, November twenty third, which is just before Thanksgiving, uh, which would put it on uh, Disney Plus right around Christmas. And that's kind of a shame uh, for for France. Right. I don't know for exactly who in France, but whoever they were trying to protect with this law, you know, the theaters probably, mm-hmm. um, it's actually hurting them. Right. You know, they want it to be able to be out long enough, right? They want a movie to be able to like have a good chance in the theater before it goes running off to streaming. 
But now instead, they're just completely taking it away from the theater. So that's definitely backfired, and that sucks. Right. Uh, France has joined Portugal with these strict regulations. Um, and Disney stated that uh, the reason they're doing this now is uh, to combat piracy. Uh, because with a larger window, um, the films are getting pirated and distributed uh, you know, electronically right. um, quicker. I mean, I don't think... I don't think that's their reasoning. I think they're doing it because, you know, it draws people to Disney+. Plus. If, right. if you can just say, like, oh, I'm not even going to bother seeing it in the theater. It'll be out on Disney+, Plus soon. You know, right. you just keep that Disney+, Plus subscription going, and you're good to go. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, you'd think Disney was making a lot of money in the theaters, but maybe they're not. Disney has fired the TV content uh, chief, Peter Rice, in an abrupt, abrupt shakeup as the board backs... Uh, CEO Bob Chapek. Yeah, very interesting move yesterday where uh, Peter Rice, uh, who came over from uh, the Fox deal in 2019, uh, was fired with pretty much no warning. Uh, he was looked at as a possible successor to Bob Chapek, who coincidentally, his contract expires in 2023 in February. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy doesn't fit the company's culture. And uh, Bob Chapek called him yesterday morning to let him know he had been fired. I mean, that sucks. We hate Bob Chapek. Um, hate's a strong word, but... I think the interesting thing about all these stories is how much it seems that the media does not like Bob Chapek. Because mm -hmm. any story can be written from a different angle. Right. You know? And it seems like every story about Bob Chapek is written from this angle that shows him as just this money-grubbing jerk. Mm -hmm. And this is just another one of them. So I just... I think it's interesting that how much the media seems to dislike him. All right. Yeah. He doesn't have the... Uh, demeanor of Bob Iger, that's for sure. No. Like, no. I don't want to sit down and have a nice little chat with no. Bob Chapek. He gives no one the warm fuzzies. You know, every time you saw Iger, he was always in, like, a sweater. He looked very... Approachable. You know, very approachable, very mm -hmm. grandfather. I mean, even when we saw him, we were on a tour of Disney Studios, and he was walking across the campus. He had just left the Starbucks. Yep. You know, and he had nobody with him. He was just walking alone. And, uh, you know, he just seems like like you could kick, kick back with him. Absolutely. And, and Chapek just seems like, yeah, like Cheryl says, like he's all business. Yeah. And that's all he thinks about. Yep. And that's a hard to – a, to a company like Disney that's supposed to give you the warm fuzzies, um, it's, it's difficult to have someone like that heading the company. That's true. So we'll stop talking about Disney now and let's uh, shoot over to Universal. All right. Um, Jaws and E.T. are returning to theaters this summer, both in IMAX for the first time. That's right. Uh, E.T. is celebrating its 40th anniversary uh, and will be hitting theaters on August 12th. Um, and as Cheryl said, it will be available in IMAX for the first time. Uh, and also coming into theaters on September 2nd is Jaws. Uh, and not only will Jaws be available in IMAX for the first time, but real D 3D. Oh boy. So there's no uh, better way to have Bruce the shark come after you than to have it done in real D 3D. Right. Uh, which won't be as fun as when I saw in theaters, uh, the original Jaws three, which was in 3D where you had to wear the crazy glasses. <laughs> that, uh, that was fun. Um, and you know, these are two universal studios films. Uh, the big thing about this and historical, uh, impact of these films is that Jaws was the first big summer blockbuster. Okay. Uh, in 1975. And prior to that, the summer was thought of as a just a waste season for the movies. Huh. Um, you know, there were no big blockbusters. Star Wars had doesn't come out until 77. Right. Um, Jaws took a chance, released a movie in the summertime, and people couldn't get enough of it. And that's what started movie release dates in the summer. Right. Like, in the old days, if you had a crappy movie, 
let's release it in the summertime because everyone's on vacation. Nobody goes to the movies. Yeah. I wonder how much air conditioning changed a lot of that too. Like now a theater is just a nice, especially in the seventies when everyone didn't have air conditioning in their own home. Mm -hmm. It's like, what a nice afternoon to go sit in the dark and the cool. I don't know. Um, now though, I would say things are released in the summer and it's blockbusters, but it's never, I I don't, maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't seem like it's ever like critically acclaimed movies, like nothing Mm -hmm. that like has a shot for like an Oscar or anything like that. Like those don't seem to be the movies that come in the summer. And that's very, a very astute observation of you because they do release Oscar, uh, most Oscar candidates, uh, towards the end of the year so that they're fresh in the, uh, Academy's minds. Right. Okay. Another Halloween house has been announced for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. And Universal Studios Hollywood. Is it the same one? Uh, It is the same house. Uh, And this is uh, Michael Myers is returning. uh, And there will be a house based on Halloween. Um, There have been other iterations of this in previous years. So there's no word on whether or not um, the houses are going to change. Um, But this is, of course, based on the film originally from 1978. So that film, I can't believe that's going to be uh, 45 years old. Yeah. I never saw it. No. I don't like scary movies. I know you don't. <sighs> Construction walls are surrounding the closed Universal Studios Classic Monsters Cafe. That's right. As well as the what used to be the Shrek and Donkey meet and greet at Universal Studios. Uh, bright blue construction walls are up. And um, no idea what's going to be happening there. Uh, We do know that Shrek, Donkey, and Fiona are going to be greeting guests at another location. Uh, They say that's temporary, um, but seeing as how Shrek has, you know, is no longer in that building. um, I can't see them going back there. (laughs) Yeah, because they're going to replace that attraction with something else. So uh, maybe the meet and greet will move permanently. Maybe. I just lost our story. Oh, no. And hold on. It's about international guests. That's right. And the story is... And COVID-19 and inflation and worries about guns. That's right. Um, International (laughs) travel is still is lagging um, and uh, it just hasn't picked up. And this is a story from the Orlando Sentinel. Um, They're shooting to bring 90 million international visitors to the U.S. uh, every year over the next five years. Uh, And those numbers right now are down. Um, so, you know, people are concerned with COVID. Um, people are concerned with travel internationally. Um, but, of course, the COVID restrictions are getting lifted. Um, so we should be seeing more uh, uh, travelers um, internationally. But it's uh, some good data going in for Orlando. Uh, they're going to reach 72% of their pre-pandemic international arrivals in 2022, uh, compared to the rest of U.S., which is only at 58%. So that is good for Orlando and the theme park business. Yeah, from my experience with people from, you know, friends and family from the U.S. trying to travel um, abroad, the biggest problem seems to be the testing requirements. This whole, you know, you have to test, you know, two days before you, you know, go into the other country. You have to test before you come back. Um, especially the coming back part is really scary for people because if you are over there, first of all, you have to try to find a place that's testing, mm-hmm. um, within the right time frame, And that kind of puts a damper on the last couple of days of your vacation, trying to figure that all out. Um, and then heaven forbid you test positive, you have to find something to do with yourself for, I don't know how long it is that, till they let you fly again. Right. Um, 
in a foreign country for at least for over a week. And that's not an easy thing to do. And it's costly. And people are afraid of, of getting stuck like that. Yes, they are. So, yeah, if uh, if some of those were if some of those things, at least for the U.S., were lifted, I feel like we'd have more people coming to visit us. Yeah. So uh, the good news uh, also is that flight bookings um, from February um, have surpassed the pre-pandemic levels of 2019, uh, and they have remained above that level since. Uh, Florida is among the top six U.S. destinations for travelers from Europe and Latin America, and Orlando was the third most booked destination for travelers from North America in 2022. Mm-hmm. So good good travel news uh, centered around Orlando, but not necessarily the rest of the states yet. All right. Um, the Kennedy Space Center has added two-day passes to their offerings, and they have raised ticket prices. That's right. Kennedy Space Center uh, has uh, raised their prices. A one-day ticket will cost $75 for adults, $65 for children 3 to 11. Uh, that's an $18 increase. Wow. So uh, that is pretty big. Um, they their annual pass price has gone up uh, to between 120 and 149 dollars. The old annual pass price was 82 dollars. Wow. Um, their last ticket price was f- uh, four years ago in 2018. Uh, so they don't raise their their prices awesome, but when they do, it goes up uh, pretty much uh, a lot. Uh, they have a new two-day ticket, which is going to go on sale for $89, $79 for children, and it can be used for up to six months from the time of purchase. Uh, so that uh, that's the big deal there. They have their new visitors complex gateway, the Deep Space Launch Complex attraction, which will be opening up to the public on June 15th. Okay. And uh, here's an exciting story to end it all. Um, at SeaWorld, it's free beer season again. That's right. Who doesn't love free beer? Um, And uh, for all adult guests who are over the legal age, uh, which is 21, uh, this is a summertime promotion. Of course, SeaWorld is owned by the Anheuser-Busch Company. uh, And each guest will receive one complimentary 7-ounce beer per visit. It will be available from 10.30 a.m. until one hour before the park closes. And it will be available at the Waterway Grill Bar. Uh, The taps will rotate. Um, but among the featured breweries are going to be Anheuser-Busch, uh, Persimmon Hollow Brewing Company, J-Dubs Brewery, and Sweetwater Cove. Uh, this promotion will last through August 4th of this year, uh, and um, that's uh, that's the big deal. This promotion does overlap with SeaWorld's Electric Ocean festivities, which are running now on select dates through uh, September 5th. Uh, and then the day after the free beers end, the park will have their craft beer festival from August 5th through September 5th. Okay. So, uh, so if you want free cheap beer, you go, uh, in the early part of the, the earlier part of the summer. And then if you want good beer, you go, you pay for it, but you go during the beer festival. Exactly. Well, that's all the news we have for today. I'm sure that Dawn will be happy that we finally posted a show. (laughs) Was Um, she concerned? Well, no, normally when I, when I upload the show at 11 o'clock at like 1110, Dawn has already like liked the, the, the link. Dawn, I appreciate that you're still listening because, uh, I feel like we've lost a few people. (laughs) A few, a few of our diehards are no longer dying hard. Including your father. Yes. Including my father. (laughs) So have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.